0: of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus.
1: Welcome to the Employee of the Month show. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, Employee of the Month is all about work. It's where we spend the majority of our time. So I wanted to hear from people who love what they do. It doesn't mean the dictators or parking ticket officers. Do so they get to go by officers It doesn't mean that even if they love what they do, they receive the prestigious and coveted Employee of the Month Award. There is no better example of someone who deserves actually much better than the Employee of the Month Award, but is kind enough to receive the Employee of the Month Award than Seth Godin, who's our guest today. I say our, I pick the guest, I interview, I get it. But you are part of this conversation too, so I'm considering this our guest. We're here together. Seth Godin is a phenomenal entrepreneur who happens to be equally gifted at teaching others about business. You can check out any of his best selling books as well as his blog if you go to SethGodin.com. And after you hear our interview, which was taped live at Joe's Pub, I think you'll know why. Now, many people in the biz refer to him as a marketing guru. However, if I was marketing Seth Godin, I would describe him as a mensch. And I think once you hear our conversation, you'll know why. Um, so- our first um, guest, our first awardee, um, he is very, very famous for being one of the leading, I would say he is the leading, in fact, you're hearing it now, the leading marketing expert. He's also an author, a teacher, and an entrepreneur. He's written over 15 best selling books. Without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Seth Godin. life in terms of knowing that um, the fact that I'm a starving artist is my fault for being starving?
0: Fault is a really harsh way to put it but I'm feeling way out of my depth up here on this stage I just need to say. Okay. There's, you, a, just, there's a live band there's drinks I've never worked with an open bar. Before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and marketing you never worked with an open bar before?
0: There's all these magic marketing words like you use the word leading Right? Yeah, we, I'm, I'm everyone marketing. You. Is leading. You're you're a leading <laughs> talk show host. Everyone is leading. Just saying.
1: Okay, good. So what, what what would be a better marketing strategy for you? For me? Yeah. I'm not. I'm just here. Well, I was just introducing you. Great. Thank you. Should do you want to do it again?
0: <laughs> no, it's okay.
1: We can cut to the chase. We can cut to the cha- oh, okay, good. Well, let's let's cut right to the chase. Um, entrepreneurship is very tough, which you make clear in so many of your books. It's a back-breaking experience. Is that why you have a 17.5-pound book to show how um, yeah, back-breaking that's, that's it is? Yeah, but
0: that's not the cover. So the, the idea, we did it as a Kickstarter. Um, I did four books at once, which was, not, I don't advise.
1: Total. Every time I'm writing four books at once, I'm like, I am not publishing these all altogether. <laughs>
0: and, and the thing was, I said, what was the most extreme thing we could do? And I called printers and found out the maximum number of pages and weight that could be in a book and that became the target
1: how many trees do you think went down for like there's some pages here with like
0: one quote well but to be fair to be fair so many of my other books have been recycled that it makes up it weighs it weighs a net. Tree
1: I hope you will grow a tree in Israel for... for, for <laughs> Have you
0: ever gone to Israel to see the trees you grew when you were a kid? Like, it might be <laughs> a whole scam. Like, you guys are saying, I'm here, where is my tree? And it <laughs> should be... You should be able to they should say, be. this is the tree you paid for, but they... I don't think you can do that.
1: I think mean, that is probably true. Um, do your UPS guys come in time after you publish this book?
0: Okay, so here's the <laughs> other thing that's interesting. Media mail is one of America's great bargains. Oh, good. You can send this book to Nevada for $13.
1: But I'm just asking, the UPS guy still has to carry this.
0: I paid the $13.
1: Oh, wow, all right, okay, good to know. Um, I really wanted to ask you, you started your first company at 15, and your father was in business, and your son uh, sold his first company while he was still in high school. Is your family just against child labor laws?
0: (laughs) Okay, so I was super lucky. I won the parent lottery. Uh, And I grew up in Buffalo, New York with two extraordinary parents who pushed me to uh, take responsibility, do interesting things, and be generous, right? And so they didn't really care that I was, you know, renting, chartering buses and running a ski club when I had no business doing it at the age of 17. As long as it was interesting and I was doing it for the right reasons. Which is to
1: make money off your friends. No, actually,
0: they they have a long history of business projects that don't make any money whatsoever. And um, that is a good strategy because if you can keep making stuff, if you get to stay in the game, sooner or later, you're going to get there. But people who need to win on the first at-bat often try too hard to take and they don't create enough of a platform. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, one of your greatest things, I think, and you can actually find it in this book, is that you talk about all of your failures along the way. And which one was the most explosive of all your failures?
0: Oh, it was... Uh, That's a leading the, question. The, the highest stake one was when the, uh, Audrey, the senior vice president of AOL, after we screwed up two really big times in a row, and I offered to fly to DC to meet her in person to apologize, I said. Quote, if you set foot on our campus, I will have you arrested. And they were our biggest client by far. That was really not, that wasn't good that, that day. And then I finally got a meeting with Levi's after years of pitching them to get a meeting. And I flew to San Francisco to their ad agency. And they, there's this other guy there waiting to meet with the same person I am. And it's like right out of the office. The, the guy who's meeting with me comes out and starts berating The guy, he had double booked, but instead of saying it's my fault, he just starts making this guy feel like an idiot for having been double booked and throws him out, like, goodbye. And then he says, you, come on in. So I go in and I turn on the laptop and I'm going through the presentation and my laptop bursts into flames. (laughs) And the thing is... Just weirdly, coincidentally, I had been transitioning laptops that week and I had another one in my bag. So I didn't miss a beat. I just shut the laptop, the flames went on, I dropped it in the garbage can and took out a new laptop and opened it up. Like you were a and magician or something. I, exactly. And I did not, I didn't even get a second meeting, never mind make the sale. It was just so many epic failures in a row for so long.
1: So when you finally had such a success with Yo-Yo Dine, your company, and you sold it for $30 million in stock, how does that work? Do you get stocks in PayPal when you want to take them out or...?
0: <laughs> well, I, so I, the way public companies buy companies is this. If a, if a public company has, we'll use round numbers, 100 shares, and it's worth $1,000. Let's, I mean, st- sh-
1: Let's stick with 10. Let's keep the math simple I need 100.
0: For me. Okay. $10 a share, that's $1, a $1,000 company, right? <laughs> if they come to you and say, we're going to buy your company for 20 bucks, they print two more shares and they hand them to you. Right? So it didn't cost them anything to print two more shares and hand them to you. And then they tell the stock market they did this. At that point, either the stock's going to go up or it's going to go down. If it goes up more than 2%, they actually made money buying you. Because all the shares they have left are worth more than the shares they had before they bought you.
1: Even though they have to
0: shell out for printer cartridges. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So if you look at something like, uh, you know, the, some of the Facebook's recent acquisitions, they cost way less than they seem to have cost. Because when the stock market heard they did it, the stock went up. So the stock going up is the public paying to do this. So anyway, you get acquired by another company. It's, it's got upsides and it's got really emotional downsides because that life you were living of, you know, what you do all day and what you're believing in and who your compatriots are and what your journey is, is gone in one day.
1: And did you just weigh that against the $30 million?
0: Well, uh, I didn't get the $30 million, all of it, right? But yeah, you weigh it against a whole bunch of things. You weigh it against which investors do you owe, what's going to happen if you say no around the corner. So the Snapchat guys turned down $3 billion because they thought that there was a better something over the horizon. Now, people like you and me, it <laughs> every day for the rest of our lives saying, uh-oh, uh-oh, 2.8, 2.7, 2.8." ah, oh, I knew it. And like every, if you're not inherently hubris-filled and optimistic, you're sure that tomorrow you're going to be the biggest fool in the world because it's going to go down, right? I, I mean, it's a tough series of decisions that the board has to make to decide what to do next.
1: I can um, safely say that when I'm thinking about Snapchat, um, I do think of it a little bit like porn, but, but I don't think about the numbers as much as
0: I should. Well, you don't need to because you don't own it.
1: Yes, that's right? true. But if
0: you owned it, you would. That's, your job is to think about that. Is to think about it.
1: Well, how do you become someone who thinks
0: about those things? Well, you know, when, when I started, my first project was ice cream sandwiches. The, uh, the school cafeteria wasn't finished yet. And the teachers went on strike, but we still had to go to school. And so there was nothing to eat and there was nothing to do. And so to raise money for the band, I bought $200 worth of ice cream sandwiches. Wait, there was a band at your school? The high school band, not like these guys, not like (laughs) good-looking, talented people. This was clarinets honking away, right? The band, I was a nerd, I was in the band. So I bought $200 worth of ice cream sandwiches, and I sold them for $300. And I made $100 for the band doing this, and I got all the ice cream sandwiches I could eat. Can we go into so, business together? So the next day, I bought $400 worth of ice cream sandwiches. And I sold it. so you just keep buying ice cream sandwiches and selling ice cream sandwiches until one day they all melt because you've sold too many ice cream sandwiches and you're out of the ice cream sandwich business. But you learn an enormous amount about how you do business when you have 300 melting ice cream sandwiches. And what we've done in our society is created this insulation around so many of us we go to work at some high rise we don't understand what do you mean
1: we go and work at some high rise I
0: don't know anyone who
1: goes to work in a high rise of course you
0: do (laughs) You're wearing high-rise stockings. Oh, oh, ooh. Like, you know, when people go to to work.
1: Oh, oh, in a building. I see, yes, right, with cubicles and everything. Yeah, that kind of job. got it. I thought you meant like works, I don't know what they were
0: doing, real estate or something. No, no, like a job A job in an office with a phone and maybe a secretary kind of thing, Got it, yes. But there's like a complete disconnect between the drama in our life and what that company does for a living. But when you sell ice cream sandwiches, there's no disconnect whatsoever. Right? That if you don't have money left over at the end of the day, you can't buy more ice cream sandwiches. Mm. So that cycle, it's a little like Girl Scout cookies. You need to understand early on what it means to look someone in the eye and do a transaction with them and have them trust you enough and you're offering them enough value that they want to buy a thing from you. And if you're not having transactions, you're not putting your work in the world in a way that you get to do more tomorrow. And for me, it's been 35 years of trying to set myself up so I can do more tomorrow. So before
1: you were an entrepreneur and before you were an author, I want to back up. You were a book packager, yes, and you packaged a lot of books together.
0: Now p- packaging has nothing to do with packaging.
1: Well, I, I figured with the weight of this that you were not yeah. big on the on um, being on the ground floor. Um, but but I meant as a book packager. I one of the stories I was most excited about was um, how you knew you were doing these um, books to accompany Nintendo one yeah. of their games and. Y- I thought that this illustrated what a book packager did. If you could tell the story of how you came up with the name
0: for your book series. Okay, so my cousin, who at the time was nine or ten, really good kid, I found out he had never read a book for fun in his life because he was of the first generation and said, why would I do that? I can play video games instead. And I looked at the video games that were being played, Nintendo games at the time. I said, what would happen if we wrote novels about what happened in the video game?" And that way kids like my cousin could say, wow, this is great. This is is Metal Gear. This is Ninja Gaiden. These are all these characters I know. And here they are in an adventure story, right? It goes all the way back to Robinson Crusoe, et cetera. So my job was first to spend six months finding all the game companies to give me permission to novelize their games. Then find a bunch of authors who write novelizations for a living. It's a real job. Then I would have my cousin play the game to the end while I recorded it because I can't play video games, they make me very dizzy. So he, he would record it and then I would take the videotape and watch it and take notes and come up with like a 15 page story and I'd hand it to the novelizer and they would turn the 15 page story into a 120 page story and then we'd bring it to Scholastic and they would turn it into a book and they sold a million copies of these books, which is not a lot because they only cost 99 cents each, but still it was a million copies, which I was excited about. And you put the name. So I'm getting to the punchline, I'm okay. sorry I'm rushing here. <laughs> So the question is, where do you want them to be in the bookstore? And the answer is, you want them to be in the bookstore under Nintendo. But I didn't own the rights to Nintendo. All the games I had the rights to weren't made by the Nintendo Corporation. They were made by other companies. And the bookstore doesn't do things by topic. They do it by the last name of the author. So we picked the author name F, letter F, middle initial X. Right, last name Nine, N-I-N-E. So if you went looking for the Nintendos just before you got the Nintendo, there was FX9, and he was the author.
1: I thought it was very, very savvy. Another book you did was for teen girls, and it was all advice and all of these different things. I have it here, I Okay, know this. tell
0: me, because I don't think I've ever given teen girls advice. <laughs>
1: New Moon Friendship by New Moon Publishing, Seth Godin Productions. And I was just curious if this was based on your own personal childhood um, as a teen it, it,
0: That is uh, not based on my own personal childhood. That was uh, somebody else on my team made a book that I didn't even read.
1: You, oh, and you didn't even know your name was on it. I didn't
0: know my name was on it until just now.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> we could have a drum roll now if you want. to. So.
1: I wanted to, as you're so... Z- uh, smart impression about marketing and business, how have your business habits, business habits, excuse me, how have your spending habits changed? Do
0: you like, wanna see my socks?
1: <laughs> yeah, let's see your socks.
0: I don't know if we have a little socks spotlight here, but um, my, sock, my socks have not matched one day in the last 11 years and they they're, even on my little action figure my socks do not match i was
1: going to say and i couldn't get it out of the plastic but this is your action figure
0: and the socks don't match right now, so yeah. i wrote about the socks in a book i wrote called purple cow from a company that makes <laughs> socks that don't match and they sent me a case of socks as a thank you and i'm still Did wearing them any of them match no that no? drives the people who do the laundry crazy oh, by the that's way, way. <laughs>
1: i love that but so now you can afford people who do the laundry
0: well uh, yeah, sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, I wanted to um, get you something as, as, a, as a thank you. A gift? Yes, I got you a couple gifts. I didn't gifts. bring you anything. Uh, you brought, I wasn't
0: informed. I gave you, you this book. You.
1: No, no, you're going to take that home. Why? You're going to take that home.
0: Because you could sell this on eBay for a profit.
1: I can't. Uh, this is how we're going to
0: get started on the ice cream sandwich thing for you. Okay. Go on eBay, sell it for a profit.
1: Okay. Um, Okay (laughs) Seth has been An unbelievable influence on me In terms of um, letting me know That it is not okay To be a starving artist You can be an artist And you still have to make money So let's hope that this um, Why don't we
0: auction it off Right here, right now And for cash And you can keep the money Okay. Okay. Turn up. We're gonna turn up the house lights. Is the show started yet? We're just warming up, right? Do I have thirty dollars for this book? Thirty dollars right here. Fifty dollars right over dollars, here. So I'm look looking that. for seventy-five dollars. You got seventy-five dollars. <laughs> and I mean, seventy-five dollars. You got seventy-five dollars. Yeah, right there. Right $100. Let's make it an $100. even We have $100. a starting arm with $100. $150. $150, $150 over 150 what, what if we throw We're in your autographs. signature? We're going to offer $200 last a bid for $200. $200. It's going to have an, an autograph on it, folks. Where where where, 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 on. where, right Over okay. there. $200. Once, with an twice, sold for $200. <laughs> You're rich and famous. Thank you
1: so much. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Um, well, let me Let me, um to go to a marketing um, expo tomorrow (laughs) morning, so I'm going to give him his award early, but I also wanted to give you some other stuff because um, you don't eat wheat, cilantro, meat, or... um, Dairy. Or dairy. So I got you some... Oh, this is the wrong bag. I got you some tears in here. You can put your tears in this mason jar. Oh, my. And then I got you some hemp. It's the fancy Canadian organic hemp that this you like. This is really
0: cool. Now, wait, are these from the Virgin Mary?
1: <laughs> and then I got you um, another influence on me, Emmylou Harris. I don't know Thank if you, you. know can her. Can eat this,
0: or is it for listening eat only? listening only. Okay. And
1: I don't know if you use analog stuff like.
0: Of course, um, I love paper.
1: Okay, good, I got you a paper and pen. Thank and here's you your, so much. And a tote bag to take it all
0: home. And a tote bag to take
1: it all home. It's like Seth Godin, I want to thank you so, so much. I'm going to have you take this out so you can sign up for the guy before you go. I want to thank you for being here. You guys can check out All Marketers, Tell Stories, The Dip. We are all weird, and maybe some lucky person can also get this uh, marketing guru action figure. Um, thank you so much, Seth. I'm going to give you- That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. Thank you to Seth. Thank you to all of you for listening. And thank you to Ian Mazal for editing this together. If you're in New York, come to a live taping. The next two are April 10th and May 6th at Joe's Pub. And otherwise, if you enjoyed the interview, you can leave a wonderful comment on iTunes. It would be much appreciated. Either way, as Seth Godin would say, go out and make a ruckus. Make a ruckus. Does it have to be noisy? It doesn't have to be noisy. It just has to be worthwhile. Have a good one.